0: The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to UUSF.org. I'm on a journey sometimes. Sometimes it feels like I'm a leaf in a stream, especially these days. The world has changed so much over the past few years, and it looks like we'll see more of the same in the days and weeks and months to come. I remember when I thought wearing a mask was the silliest thing I'd ever seen. I'd feel, might be too self conscious ever to do anything like that. It's not quite the future I imagined when I was a little boy. The future. The 21st century beckoned bright and shiny with spandex jackets for everyone. Well, for for better or worse, spandex for everyone has arrived. (laughs) Still, I remember hours and hours in my grammar school library in the science fiction section surrounded by books generally written in the 50s that promised shiny futures filled with purpose, great mysteries, and brave, mostly men, overcoming all kinds of obstacles. I loved leafing through those old, huge life and look magazines from the late 50s with their promise of the future look, filled with beautiful people doing beautiful things. Today, I've learned to put those images and those books in their place. Long ago, I began to notice that those stories and those images didn't include folks who looked like me, but I still believed in that future. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, because there was another beacon for me beaming into our home in colors even brighter than those faded magazines that kept my belief in the promises of a better day alive. Back then, I I had an 8.30 bedtime, but I'd sneak down to the bottom of our stairs and listen to tales of wondrous worlds and adventures unspool once every week on a show called Star Trek. Every once in a while, I'd steal a peek around the corner to look but more often than not, I listened as the crew of the USS Enterprise confronted mind boggling situations using futuristic tools while, underneath it all, sharing a genuine affection for one another. The crew's composition well, it represented the rainbow, and they're sitting in the middle of all the action was a beautiful Black woman, Nichelle Nichols, an officer who looked just like me. Nichelle Nichols, one of the first Black women to portray a non-stereotypical character on American television. She portrayed a member of the bridge, an officer on a stylized quasi-military research vessel, Regal chin uplifted, mini skirts and all. Her iconic posture and demeanor, hand on her tools, ready to respond coolly and confidently to any situation was truly inspirational for me. She came to own that role and her place in history. The memory and promise of Star Trek has stayed with me and branded me and others, a particular kind of fan, a Trekkie. You may laugh, but the experience of looking back and remembering imaging or remembering imagining a stainless steel future depicted in the 50s, experiencing how those fantasies transform themselves into gritty, grainy reality as I watched the first humans walk on the moon all while dreaming of a place for myself in a future depicted on the USS Enterprise, well, that has stayed with me. Today, as as recently released images coming out of the Webb telescope tumble forth, I'm experiencing a a familiar feeling, a kind of deja, deja vu, that the past is actually illuminating my present and perhaps pointing away towards our future and that I'm in good company. I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Discovering and beginning to understand this has helped me find some of the answers that I'm looking for in this present and is a part of my Unitarian Universalist journey. And I invite you this morning to go with me, perhaps no one, where no one has gone before. I've tried to wrap my head around the news from the James Webb Space Telescope. Did you have a chance to watch the first pictures a few weeks ago? So beautiful, so compelling. Images challenging us to draw a little closer, somewhat ominously, I thought. I watched the rollout of the first pictures and was a bit disappointed in the attempt at hype and hoopla. The forced cheers from worldwide locations. In all honesty, it felt a little like PBS was trying too hard. I'm a Star Trek fan after all, and one of the things I love is how cool the future looked. So clean and neat, everything pressed and working. The pictures, on the other hand, the pictures and the science coming out of the Webb telescope, that's real and compelling and otherworldly. Scientists are telling us that the telescope is a time machine. It's actually looking into the past because the images we see today have taken so long to reach us, millions of years. We're seeing pictures from the the dawn of everything we know, and it's changing our assumptions, including just how large the universe is. One of NASA's engineers shared that when we're talking about the size of the universe, the universe as a whole is probably infinite, so it doesn't really have a size. The part that we can see is 13 or 14 billion light years in dimension at the moment, or it was at the moment when the light was sent to us. So that's a little tricky, because of course everything's been moving and changing ever since the light came into existence. Another shared that if you held a grain of sand up to the sky at arm's length, That tiny speck alone is the size of the web's view, and in it we see galaxies, including light from galaxies that traveled billions of years to us. She says that what we're seeing is light from the past, just arriving at our instruments today and changing what we know. Early telescopes suggested that there were approximately 200 billion galaxies in our universe. The web has upped that about 10 times, and we've only scratched the surface of what's to come. You know, what the web's scientists were telling me that morning, that while there's a place for magical thinking, for spaceships with health clubs, massage lounges, and staterooms as big as apartments, There's reality, and that's far more compelling and even magical, because it's real. I need both things in my life, and I'm not alone in that. Today is the 59th anniversary of the March on Washington for racial equality. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., of course, its keynote speaker, capping the event with the most memorable speech in modern history, his I Have a Dream speech. Dr. King and President Barack Obama reached back to find inspiration in the words of one Reverend Theodore Parker, who was one of the most influential thinkers in the early Unitarian Church, and a radical abolitionist. Radical because he advocated for the equality of black people. He wrote these words in in 1840 Boston. I do not pretend to understand the moral universe. The arc is long. My eye reaches but a little ways. I cannot calculate the curve and complete the figure by the experience of sight. I can divine it by conscience And from what I see, I am sure it bends towards justice." Do you hear the echoes of the speeches of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. in those words? He and President Obama, paraphrase those words, arriving at the arc of the moral universe bending towards justice in speeches and writing, and the idea that no matter what, things will get better. Eventually, Theodore Parker is remembered as a reforming minister of the Unitarian Church with rather unorthodox views for his time. He came to believe that magical thinking and beliefs like miracles in miracles, like burning bushes and turning water to wine and virgin births were unnecessary distractions from the truths found in sacred texts. He acknowledged the essential unity of all creation, the innate goodness of humanity, and the value of intellectual reason. Those words about the arc of the moral universe bending towards justice, they were referencing the inevitable end of slavery. Dr. King and President Obama would find Reverend Parker's words as relevant in the 1960s and then just an eye blink ago as they were when they were written in 1840s Boston. I can imagine how they inspired Dr. King when he found them. You hear the straining of the moral universe in the words, I have a dream, 59 years ago today. What I also hear is something he could have easily have said that day, that we will one day reach beyond our limitations to the stars, daring to go where no one has gone before. Michelle Nichols passed away recently. What I didn't know was that she was actually preparing to leave Star Trek to return to Broadway until, in her own words, she had a conversation with Dr. King, who, like me and so many others, was a Star Trek fan. When they spoke, he shared with her, in her words, how important her presence was to millions of people, people who'd never seen a woman, a black woman, in a role like hers, and that so many people of Rainbow Hughes could get a sense that if a black woman could do that, then what can I do? And so she stayed, and the moral arc of the universe bent just that much more towards justice. I've always felt a moral presence, a spirit within, in my life. Maybe you have too but I knew it had to be much more, much more than what I was being told. Before I joined our church and began my UU journey, I thought to myself, I need more. I need to put myself in a place where I can find more. And like Theodore Parker, I don't need magical thinking anymore to convince me of the truth of the sacredness of life and the power of the teachers of the truth like Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Buddha, and Martin Luther King Jr. I'm learning that just as the words gleaming on the walls of our sanctuary call out that the spirit of God is within me. One thing I've always loved about science fiction is that anything is possible. What might seem ridiculous far-fetched or unimaginable, need only be written down to make it possible. In a way, and to me, like what's being suggested by the science coming out of the web, is more magical than anything I could conceive. That space may be curved like like the surfaces of the planet Earth, meaning perhaps that, just like on Earth, If you travel far enough in one direction, you'll end up exactly where you started. That distant galaxies are moving away from us, and not just away from us, but speeding up as they do, faster and faster, their light behaving like the echoes of a Caltrain horn as I wait for it to pass. That two particles separated by time and space, independent of one another, will interact with each other, no matter how far apart, it's magical, it's mysterious, and in another time and place, we might say that these things are acts of God, and they just might be. And given all of this, what do I believe? That I find echoes of my own faith journey In the words and life of a Unitarian Universalist minister, Theodore Parker, who put aside magical thinking and pursued what he believed to be truly holy, the sacred nature of all beings and all creation. And I believe in the power of action and example to inspire faith in tomorrow today. Actions like the perseverance of an actor Nichelle Nichols who on a show that called humanity to the stars her head tilted slightly up and wearing a fierce miniskirt inspired my younger self to dream bigger dreams and reminded me that I had a place in that future. And today I believe that the Webb Telescope is delivering light from a billion worlds that took millions of years to reach us And that is teaching us where we came from and where we're headed, uncovering a world where God's power seems to express itself. And I believe in the long arc of the moral universe, just like fellow Star Trek fan Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who almost 60 years ago today found a way to channel hope for the future by sharing his dream that one day every valley shall be exalted every hill and mountain shall be made low the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of all creation shall be revealed and that all humanity shall see it together amen